an epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbionica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. See new things. Try new things. Go back centuries while living in the moment. Forge new paths while discovering old ones. Pedal, paddle, and paint while trekking, tasting, and tailoring experiences that transform you into a better version of yourself. Immerse yourself in the world by activating your mind, your heart, and your body on a river cruise exclusively from Avalon Waterways. Save with limited time offers at AvalonWaterways.com. Avalon is cruising. Elevated. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money, VSIN, the sports betting network. It's Sharp Money presented by Bet, excuse me, presented by DraftKings as we start off our number two on a Monday, this December 4th, of course, close out week 13 tonight with the Jacksonville Jaguars hosting a Burrowless Bengals team. So the Bengals got nothing right now. It's up to 10. We're going to have Steve Fezzik, professional handicapper. He's right there. If the Jags cover the eight and a half tonight, he's going to be first in circa million. So he'll come by and discuss that. Also got plenty to say elsewhere. Dennis Dodd potentially joining us at the bottom of the hour to talk the college football madness after championship weekend. I just saw this as we say hi. I'm all Shaw Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. Hope you had a nice weekend and happy holidays. I, I just saw... So do either of you understand what happened with Shaq Leonard with the Colts? Now, Ursay is a wild card always, but Leonard was let go by the Colts. And I'm bringing it up because it looks like the Eagles are signing the linebacker. And they just showed a picture. Your boy Donk Dom, the security guard for the Eagles, he was the one that picked him up from the airport. So everybody's circulating the picture of Dom and Shaq Leonard. But I go back to the original question. It was a little bit of a shock when he was let go by the the Colts. Am I crazy there? No, you're absolutely right about that. I think Cam is a prize. He's had a great run with the Indianapolis Colts, and it came down to Dallas and Philadelphia. He decided to go with the Eagles there, and good for him. The Eagles could use that addition defensively, but I'm not exactly sure, Patrick, what transpired. Dustin, I don't know if you know exactly what caused his ouster in Indianapolis. Well, I just think they got a lot younger at linebacker recently and a lot more athletic, and he wasn't playing as much. And to show how much they cared about him, I believe, I'm kind of speculating here, instead of having him ride the bench where he wasn't really a fit for this new regime with Steichen taking over, they let him go somewhere else and, and see what he can do in the market. Um, because if you remember, the first week after his release, 
they had a special ceremony for him, and he was like in the luxury box. Where, like they thanked him for his service. It's not very often a team, a player gets released in the middle of a season, and they do like a whole send off, like and show him during the game, like sitting in the box watching the game of his former teammate. Well, he was also he's known as a good dude. He was he was at a charity event that I think he spearheaded when he was let go by the Colts. So he got the information there doing charity in Indianapolis. So Shaq Leonard signing with the Philadelphia Eagles reinforcements on the way, along with your boy Dom. Okay, so let's get to like, love, loathe here on a Monday. Let's go. Recapping the weekend of action with what we liked. All right, all right, all right. What we loved. I had an awesome time. Like, I know that you had an awesome time, okay? I think the entire town knows that you had an awesome time. And what we loathe. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. This is Like, Love, and Loathe. Sharp Money. Okay, boys, I'll get us started in talking like, love, loathe, kind of a six degrees situation here. Sirianni and the Eagles got beat and boat raced by San Francisco yesterday. While the Eagles seem to be fine, you know, maybe the coordinators would have made a difference. And we were just talking, uh, obviously, Shane Steichen with the Colts, who potentially could be in the mix for coach of the year. And Jonathan Gannon, while he's not going to win coach of the year and certainly his team's not going to make the postseason, I dug deep for my like just to mix it up today, fellas. And my like is the Cardinals and Gannon. Uh, Yesterday wasn't a fluke. 24-10 on the road, horrific conditions. Look, you're going into that matchup. You're 2-10 if you're Gannon. At this point, week 13, kind of tough to motivate a bunch of dudes that have a ton of cash and really nothing to play for. So you like the fight from the Cardinals. They've shown fight all season. And I mentioned they dominated in all three phases. Uh, They picked up their first road win of the year, the first First road win for Gannon as the head coach. He's young. Yes, there was a lot of awkward social media stuff coming out as he tries to kind of find his identity, find out who he's going to be as a head coach. Nothing speaks louder than how his team is playing for him effort wise than all the awkwardness off the air. So whatever the message is from Gannon with the Cardinals, it's obviously working and big props to James Conner, a bit of a revenge game there against the Steelers. The former Steeler Pro Bowl running back scored two touchdowns in the second half, finished with 105 on 23 carries. But this was a Cardinal team that last year lost seven, seven straight to close out the year, four and 13. They have a disastrous ownership situation. Kingsbury was well in over his head. They left the situation completely a mess. Here comes a young 36, 37 year old Gannon. I think the win total was set for the Cardinals at four and a half. They're already sitting three and 10 with five to go. So they could potentially get there. It's not overwhelming. It's not like they're a 500 team. They being the Cardinals, but I just think what they've shown as far as fights says a lot for the head coach. And I know big guy before you guys react to it. I know you've got the Cardinal head coach, Jonathan Gannon, talking after the game. Yeah. You know, you guys were talking about it last segment, Jonathan Gannon. Now we saw him with Josh Dobbs. And this team has taken another step since Kyler Murray's return from injury. And I think we questioned why bring him back in a year like this. Uh, Gannon was asked after the game, how different do the cards look pre-Murray and now with Murray? Just kind of taking it day by day. But uh, I know this, we came in here, uh, like I said, a hostile environment versus a playoff football team, a really good football team that's extremely well coached. And, um, you know, he made it happen today. So it was good to see. 
A low key Gannon. Low key. Very medium. Is that what you're doing with your hand there, big guy? Every answer from Jonathan Gannon is the same. He doesn't say much. He never gets emotional. You never hear him go up or down. It's just right across the board the same all the time. And like for us in the media, horrible soundbite. Seems like a really weird guy, but you got to give him credit because he seems to know how to coach football. I think, you know, you got to get Patrick, you said it best. You got to give his team credit. They went into a situation in a spot, really nothing to play for. I mean, a dreary day. You've got two weather interruptions during the game. It was an easy game to be like, hey, who cares? Let's just get back on the plane and get back to Arizona. But they didn't do that. And I think it says a lot about the team. And I think it says a lot about the character of the guys in that locker room and the coaching staff. Yeah, totally agree. Closed a six-point dog in Pittsburgh, 24-10 winner. Through the outages as far as weather, kind of hung in there. A purpose, something to play for, some spirit from the Cardinals. You like to see it with a young head coach, hopefully going in the right direction there. All right, that's my like, the Cardinals and Gannon. Amal Shaw, you're up. I'm going to go with a name that many people may not know as well in the NFL yet, but if they follow college football, might be familiar with him. That's Kyron Williams running back out of Notre Dame in his second year in the league with the Rams. Another great game yesterday. 21 carries, 88 yards. Average-wise, it's not going to overwhelm you, but he's been consistent, Patrick. Three receptions, 24 yards, but more importantly, you look at this team. He had been injured. He had been out for several weeks. Uh, he got injured against the Cardinals in Arizona, excuse me, at home, then bounces back first game back against Arizona, and now against the Browns, who've had a very good defense all year long. His last three games, 289 yards rushing, along with 85 yards receiving to go with a couple of touchdowns. More importantly, he's given the this team the punch and the pop that they've been lacking in the backfield. You know, it's been by committee. We talked about some other guys here and there uh, over the last couple of years. They haven't been able to find that steady back. He looks like he might be the guy to support Matthew Stafford and Sean McVay in this team. You got to give this organization and this team and the coaching staff a ton of credit. They're six and six. Outside of that first win in the beginning of the season, they look like they were going to be a team that was kind of playing for a draft position at the end of the year. But instead, they're in a spot now where they can make the postseason. Remember, they have two head-to-head wins against the Seattle Seahawks already within the division. They've beaten the Arizona Cardinals twice. So uh, that bodes well in terms of their NFC victories. This is a team trending in the right direction. I, I think they're in a good position to be able to get in the playoffs. Puka Nakua, I mean, if it weren't for C.J. Stroud, in my opinion, this guy would be a lock for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Unfortunately for him, who's gone over 1,000 yards, he happens to be in the season in which you've had a rookie quarterback have just a sensational year. And then Stafford, you know, I know you're very familiar with him, Patrick, but I think he's a guy who's been unheralded because so many times in Detroit, look up at the scoreboard, the out-of-town scoreboard, Detroit's down 31-17. Stafford winds up with 3-12 and two touchdowns. They end up losing the game 31-24, but never had the talent around him. And once he was given that in Los Angeles, they win a Super Bowl. Now this team has been able to do it without draft picks. To be sitting at 500, this is a testimony to Sean McVay, uh, to Les Snead in this front office, and everybody else involved in Matthew Stafford, Nakua, and then Kyron Williams coming out well. Three of his last five games over 100 yards and continues to run the ball effectively. Yeah, the Stafford angle was, uh, and Dustin knows it because it got so annoying, but I used to get so frustrated with Lions fans that took him for granted. Uh, he played for horrific coaches on horrific rosters behind horrific offensive lines. And I said, the guy's prolific. He's remarkably talented. Didn't even love him coming out of college. 
you know, always as a South Carolina guy, always kind of loathed Georgia. Wasn't a big Rick guy, although he's a super nice guy. Just really never got it done with all the talent. And I was just out. You know, Stafford was a rich kid from Dallas, and I just didn't have a vibe for him. He came into Detroit, ad- adopted the city. He and his wife was awesome with charity and just put it put up on the field. You can go through YouTube and have fun watching Stafford playing hurt videos where he's getting crushed. He's a tough dude. I love his medal. And then you mention it with Kieran Williams, like outside of the quarterback position, you can watch Stroud play. Yes. He's going to be a star. Watch somebody like, uh, you, you know, the other side, Zach Wilson. No, he doesn't have it outside of the quarterback position because we're so used to watching and analyzing. You can tell yes or no, based on the pop and explosiveness of a running back and Kyron Williams, he's a difference maker at the position. I totally agree. Like there's just a little something extra to him. He's very explosive and he adds a completely different dynamic, Dustin, with that Rams offense. The Rams are a team that I'm very interested to see how the offseason treats them. I think we all agree they're not contending for a Super Bowl this year. But I think they're a fascinating team to watch as some cap space opens up for what they could potentially do. Well, first of all, you said the Packers at 35 to one. Can't we just throw the Rams in that mix as no, well? No, I, I can't do that. I'm not that. I'm crazy. I do have a bet in the AFC. I need you guys to talk me off of at some point today. You want to okay. share who we'll that get to it? Be? Now you want to te- yeah. you want to tease us on your like here coming up? Yeah, I think retroactively, my like should be awarded a Heisman Trophy. He helped someone else win. Retroactively, your like deserves a Heisman. Is that what you're telling me? Someone won the award, but I think it was only because he had this guy. It's a nice little tease. We come back. Like, love, loathe. On a Monday here, Sharp Money. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty, beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So, buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So, how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now, you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less, like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. 
Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbionica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O. T-I-K-A.com. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, switch to Cricket today and get a free Samsung Galaxy A14 5G. After all, you've been good this year and they think you really, really deserve it. Smile, you're on Cricket. Smile, Sharp Money, VSIN, the sports betting network, as we welcome you back. Oh, a crazy time of the year. I mentioned at the onset, boys, we we now do take a little bit of a respite here. We were just talking a little bit about the college football playoff during the break, but you got to wait close to a month. January 1st for the semifinal games. Bama, of course, Michigan, Texas, Washington. And we do have 43 bowl games this year in total, but not beginning until the 16th of December. So a little bit of a wait there as we get back here talking football, of course, on a football Monday. And we're going through like, love, loathe. Dustin, you had a nice tease that I'm intrigued by. Why don't you go ahead and run it back and then give us your answer for your like. Uh, My like is a player that I believe should be retroactively awarded the Heisman Trophy because I think the guy who won a trophy playing with him, if you look back on it, might have only won the award because he was playing with him. And I'm talking about Mike Evans. Mike Evans just notched his 10th straight 1,000-yard season. No player in NFL history has had more than six. He has 10 of them. He's 30 years old and still getting it done. I think it's more remarkable when you look back at his career and who's throwing him the football. This year, Baker Mayfield. Last three years, Tom Brady. And I think we can make a strong case that perhaps Tom Brady's career was extended because he had a receiver like Mike Evans to throw to. Before that, it was Jameis Winston and Ryan Fitzpatrick, Mike Lennon, Josh McCown, and then back in college, YOLO ball king himself, Johnny Manziel, throwing those 50-50 shots in the middle of the field up for Mike Evans to go up and get it. I think when we look back at what Mike Evans has been able to do to take bad quarterbacks and make them good, I think when we look back at what Johnny Manziel did winning the Heisman, a lot of the credit should be going to Mike Evans for what he did. Can't. Is it Tampa Bay? You mentioned the quarterbacks. Is it that or t- Mike Evans? You just mentioned the record-breaking ten straight years. He's uh, he's going to the Hall of Fame. I, I can't remember a catch in his career. <laughs> I remember against Alabama at Texas A and M. But yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, that's not. That's you just kind of proved my point. <laughs> yeah, I, I, like, I, I guess there's validity. Is there a more nondescript, legitimate, like, great player across any sport that you just? doesn't really register does he just benefit because they're always losing and throwing from behind but when they had brady they weren't always losing I, so i i don't know like the way i look at no, it i'm no. not diminishing him no. i'm saying he's been amazing yet i still it doesn't he doesn't register for him i think that kind of goes to uh, the final point i had on him was that at 30 years old this team's going nowhere they're about to go through a full rebuild i think that's that's like the realistic thing to do at this point 
contending teams need to start inquiring about trading for him in the offseason because he can still get it done. He can make a young quarterback look good with his catch radius. Like, just get Mike Evans a chance to play for another ring, please, because he's definitely a Hall of Famer. He may not want to necessarily leave, right? He's in a state with no state income tax. He's got great weather 12 months of the year. And also, he's got the ring. But the only thing I'll push back to Patrick, I thought you made a great point, which is, is there a single play we can remember? Dustin kind of summarized that perfectly. We remember the play against Alabama more than any play in his career. But the one thing I'll point out, it feels like at the end of his career, I mean, at the end of the season, he's been forced to bed the ball. 1,012. 1,035, or the 1,012 is this year, I'm sorry. 1,035, 1,006, 1,001, and 1,051 to get over 1,000 yards. I'm not taking anything away from the accomplishment. But, man, it just seems like, yo, let's get this well, guy over 1,000 yards. But I think there's something to it because so many receivers will, will come on the scene. They'll be really good for four or five years, and they kind of go away. Somehow he stayed pretty consistent for 10 straight years. I give him that. I, and I agree with you guys. He's a Hall of Famer. Um, But the best point, I think the key to his success has been outside of the three years with Tom Brady, the inconsistency at quarterback. Random ride or die, Dustin. I got my pen out. Am I adding Mike Evans? Because oh. you got super defensive right there. Oh, I ride with Mike Evans. No, Mike Evans I can't put him me. in there because he's he's too good. He, I think Mike Evans could get me to the Pro Bowl. That's how good he is. I can't even throw a spiral. Okay. Yeah, I'm not putting him in the list because, you know, compared to RG3 and Frank Reich and others, he's he's too prolific. All right. Uh, Good one for your like. Mike Evans. I like that one. Doug Deep. Let's go. My love, uh, Shane Steichen. So I'm actually going with the two former uh, Eagles coordinators. I went Gannon and the Cardinals for my like. I saved my love for Shane Steichen. Of course, the Colts. Rookie head coach, the win total was set at six and a half. Dustin, you were a little higher on this team than most, so I give you props there. I also thought Anthony Richardson was going to be a quarterback, though. (laughs) Seven and five. Seven and five for the Colts. And again, I I have no clue. Seven and five, six and a half season win total coming into it. And you take a look. I, I mentioned this earlier today, but Campbell, no clue why two to one sitting right now as your potential coach of the year. I mentioned at nine and three, Campbell should be there at nine and three. LaFleur and O'Connell are both in the postseason right now. If it were to start today at six and six, they've done better coaching jobs than Dan Campbell. And I'm not just crushing Campbell, but the Colts seven and five, um, four straight wins. They're sitting seven in the AFC, which is incredible. He took over a team that was four, 12 and one and no disrespect to your boy, Frank Reich and Jeff Saturday. But last year, the Colts were 30th as far as the ranked offenses. And this year, they're eighth. So Steichen, obviously, he lends credence to why people love to go after offensive coordinators to quickly turn around that offense. They haven't had Anthony Richardson, who they used, what, three or four somewhere in there. They used their first round draft pick since week five, and they've been getting it done with Gardner Minshew. It's genuinely befuddling how much they've gotten done here. It really is, if you think about it, because, again, D'Amico Ryan's is going to be in the mix. McDaniel's going to be in the mix. We talked about Campbell, Mike Tomlin, Sean McVay. But do you have a number on Shane Steichen as far as coach of the year, big guy? Just curious to see how long it is. Yeah, it's shortened up a lot. He's down to five to one. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. All right. A little love there for him. But again, kind of nondescript. 
it can either of you, if you were forced, look, Shane Steichen just murdered somebody. Could you draw him? Could you even give his features? <laughs> I have Could you better. say what he sounds like? That, Do you have any vibe on Steichen at all? Is he the Mike Evans of rookie head coaches? So I, I have a soundbite here we're going to play from Shane Steichen. I'm going to ask you too. Is he more like Sean McVay or is he more like Jonathan Gannon? Where do you think he falls on that? Okay. So we'll see here. Shane Steichen, what has he learned about his team with so many dramatic wins? They, they have seven one-score games this year. Wow. Just the mental toughness. You know what I mean? There's so much back and forth, and there's so much momentum swings in all these games. And just, you know, obviously if they get a big play, it's like how do you, you know, bounce back from that? And same thing with us, keeping the momentum. Um, but it was it's awesome to see our guys fight every single week uh, and just keep finding ways to win. You know what? I think it's just guys believing. You know what I mean? You hear that word a lot, and it's but it is true. I mean, you believe every time you go out, you're going to win the football game. No matter what the circumstances are, uh, no matter what the situation is, you keep fighting and you keep going and you find ways, you know, at the end, if you, if you believe you're going to win, you're going to go out and win a game. Two answers. One, Gannon, but with more energy. Yes. So they came from the same coaching tree. They kind of seem like the same person, but one has a little bit more energy, speaks a little bit more with rapidity. And then two, he looks exactly like Kyle Shanahan's brother. <laughs> He does. You want to roll it back? You guys want to see it again? I think you nailed it. I couldn't figure out who he looked like. And as soon as he popped up, I saw Kyle Shanahan. He looks exactly like him. I never. Do we know where Mike Shanahan was nine months before Shane Steichen was born? It was Sacramento, California. So I don't know where Shanahan. You know what? Gannon kind of looked at Gannon and Steichen kind of looked together. It's what happens to people that have been married for a long time, whether it's a gay couple or a straight couple. If you're married for 30 plus years, you just start morphing into the other person. It's you ever noticed that like old people, they all start looking the same. It's like osmosis. It's wild. Well, we've been doing shows together for like seven years now. When's my hair going to start to look like yours? We, we have we morphed in have we morphed in each other. Well, I, I, you I, know I, what? There would be positives and negatives on actually, both sides. Actually, I, could I take hate some to of say you. this. You, you might be morphing into me more than I'm morphing into you lately, which is an issue. Oh, thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> I do. Well, we could take positives and negatives. Well, from we're on the same blood pressure pill. <laughs> you, yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. Uh, it's called a beta blocker for those that want to look it up. If you're impressed by bad health, um, so. Yeah, Steichen, but he is my love this week because I clown. I was so wrong on a bunch of my uh, projections as far as win totals, boys. But I uh, certainly am all did not have the Colts sitting seven and five. Do you think Philly misses him? Uh, yeah, just a yeah. bit. Yeah, and, and yeah. You're absolutely, absolutely right. Well, you know, I always see the people on, in Philadelphia clowning Brian Johnson as their OC. So this doesn't come as much surprise. But Patrick, you said something when we started the show today was right, which is, you know, I talked about D'Amico Ryans, but you're right. Shane Steichen deserves a ton of credit. They're doing it with a career backup quarterback in Gardner Minshew. He is probably in that top three backup quarterback range, but deserves a ton of credit. They lose their starter in Anthony Richardson. Who would have the Colts sitting at seven and five in arguably the second most competitive division of the AFC and Minshew balling out. Yeah. So all of that credit has to go to Steichen for coaching them up. We'll continue with like love, love. This is sharp money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
Okay, check out the picks, easily sortable. You can follow host and guest, top VSIN experts leaderboard for an introductory offer of just $9.99. So again, get the picks. We'll email them to you every single day, every single pick over at vsin.com slash subscribe. We got you back here on a Monday. Of course, the big drama over the weekend superseded everything. And that was the college football committee, of course, with their final four. You've got Michigan one taking on Bama four. And then, of course, you've got Texas taking on Washington. To talk about that, one of the best doing it, Dennis Dodd, CBS Sports National College football writer at Dennis Dodd CBS. I know he's traveling, so we do appreciate a few minutes today. And it was almost like the committee for 10 years or so had gotten away unscathed, had dodged some bullets in the past. And then this year, kind of a confluence, a storm, the perfect storm led to this weekend. And of course, the reaction has been wild. I'd love to hear your take on it, Dennis. I thought it was an abomination. I thought it was absolutely ridiculous. Um, we've been told one thing for the last 25 years since the BCS started. If you're a major conference champion, you're undefeated, you're in. There are no parameters. There's nothing in there about losing healthy players. I understand there's language in the, uh, in the protocol of the CFP about it. But let's talk about this. In 1998, when the BCS debuted, Florida State was deemed good enough to play for a national championship. Florida State was deemed good enough to play for a national championship as a backup quarterback. They didn't win, but they certainly made it via the computers. In 2014, when this thing started, Cardale Jones was the third-string quarterback for Ohio State who led them to a Big Ten championship. So that, to me, is hypocritical. So the only thing I'm left with is, well, they didn't look good enough. And I was stunned by a quote in the ESPN story today, ESPN.com, where one anonymous committee member said, we just didn't think they could win a national championship. Well, isn't that a subjective uh something subjective, especially when you've got 30 days a month to get your backup quarter uh, back healthy. Apparently he was, Tate Rodemaker, was going to be healthy and give him a shot at it. I, I thought it was completely misdirected. Oh, and by the way, Alabama lost the game. Uh, Alabama played a game with a third-string quarterback. They, they looked terrible doing it. They won by double digits. Nobody seems to remember UCF. Nobody seems to remember Auburn, uh, last play of the game. And they certainly don't remember the Texas loss. I thought it was absolutely ridiculous. I, I thought, Dennis, you brought up a couple of great points there. I don't understand how the Auburn game is just absolved from Alabama's resume. Right. I, I mean, fourth and 30, give them credit for the miracle, but that's ex it was a kick six part two. And then let's go back. You mentioned the South Florida game where they barely win with uh, Buckner and Simpson in there at a quarterback. But the fact that Florida State, and I get it was with uh, Jordan Travis in week one, was thoroughly more dominant against a common opponent in LSU than the Crimson yep. Tide were against LSU. I mean, to me, if you're Florida State at this point in time going forward, you sit there and say, well, what are we doing? What are we playing for? I, I, I don't understand how you could just catapult the team based on brand. I, and look, I went to Ohio State. I thought in, T in 2014, I thought TCU should have been in there. I mean, they just seem like they make up their criteria as they go week by week to fit the yeah. narrative. And, and what is your yeah. perspective as a guy who's covered this for so long? Is this just simply Alabama's got more cachet? Well, um, I think brand has something to do with it. But look, we're talking about Florida State 
a national program with multiple national championships. We're not deciding between Alabama and TCU or Cincinnati or somebody like that, or UNLV, let's put it that way. Um, this is Florida State. They're not a second-level program. And to have them, you know, have them left out like that, I, look, I think there's, this story has moved on. This will never happen again like this because we're going to 12, so the only argument will be about seating and uh, buys and who's 13 and who's 12. I think the next step to this is we need transparency in this process. Um, ESPN just did a story quoting anonymous committee members. The last time I checked, they weren't even, they weren't even allowed to talk uh, to the media at all while they were committee members. We need to see their votes. Maybe not every week, but maybe. And if they're too scared to do it and afraid of uh, social media trolls, then let somebody else do it. I think they have this secret process, which, by the way, is the most uh, clandestine and least transparent, I think, in the history of sports right now. AP releases their votes. The voters are allowed to tell people who they voted for. At the end of the year, the coaches for years wouldn't release their votes. They do at the end of the season. Um, you know, this looks like Olympic figure skating where nobody has to show their mask. That's what bothers me the most now that this story has moved on. The great Dennis Dodd joining us, CBS Sports, you used the word abomination. I don't think you're wrong. Also, Dennis on Saturday wrote about league title games never being important again as we go to 12. Just I can hear the frustration, so I just want to like zoom out and ask you the state of the sport. Where are you with it right now? The transfer portal, the playoff, where, where are you right now? <laughs> well, not to mention that you know we're pretty darn close to paying players or collective bargaining or the NCA not running things, stuff like that. That's all in play, too, and that's why I'm in town. There's a National Football Foundation dinner uh, tomorrow night, and then the, the Learfield um, Intercollegiate Forum is here at the ARIA, and there's only about three times a year where everybody, all the stakeholders are under one roof. So there's, that's some of the questions I'll be asking. Um, the, the game endures. Um, it, I, it hit me in the first year of NIL in 2021, you know, oh, the upheaval on game day, guys, nothing changed. I don't care. And you don't care if Shador Sanders uh, drives a Maybach or has a gold watch. He's a hell of a player. I don't care if JJ McCarthy, actually I do care because JJ McCarthy gives all his NIL money to charity or most of it. Um, it's still, it's still Ohio state versus Michigan. They're still wearing those colors. And it will endure even through all this crap, all this realignment, everything else, the stuff we're talking about. The game continues to endure. And these players are still young adults. Their minds and bodies and brains are still forming. And the net result of that is some wild and wacky stuff, mostly pleasurable. Fourth and 31 is great. This is great just to talk about. Uh, may not be right. may not be fun. But this will go down uh, historically as, you know, I, I think a dark day, but certainly part of the lure of the sport, frankly. Dennis, with the new 12-team playoff taking place and with Texas and Oklahoma leaving the uh, Big 12 to go to the SEC, does the college football playoff next year become the ACC, I'm sorry, the Big Ten SEC challenge plus potentially Florida State and Clemson? Well, I, I will um, give you some numbers that, we had researched earlier in the season, we went back nine years and just took it 
as a 12-team playoff, put the teams in. Uh, in the last nine years, the SEC and uh, Big Ten would have averaged, average, it's just an average, 7.3 out of 12 every year. There were a couple of years there where they would have had nine in each with only three at-large spots. Um, you know what that means? That means in any given year, if those numbers hold, the remaining 100 teams in FBS will get 4.7 spots on average in the playoff. I don't want to hear about Liberty or SMU. You know those. You know where those those spots are going to go to? Mostly to the SEC and the Big Ten. Uh, Big Twelve will be in there. The ACC will be in there. But this is this is another chapter in those two leagues taking over the earth. Look, it was it was probably inevitable anyway. That's what the that's where the TVs, that's where the advertisers want their money to go. Um, we've just seen it evolving, frankly, for decades. But that's going to be the reality of it. You're going to see a lot of rematches. I'm not even saying that's bad. Um, there would have been a rematch I thought I saw in the 12 projected for this year, I think in the first round. I can't remember. Maybe Ohio State Ole Miss or something like that. But um, there going to be a lot of rematches. Uh, we're not going to get what we saw Saturday. Again, it's just all going to be for, for, uh, for seeding and buys, and that's that. Dennis, I know it's a busy time. You gave us exactly what we needed today, so thank you. Of course, you can find Dennis Dodd on Twitter at Dennis Dodd CBS. Read him at CBS Sports. Thank you, Dennis. Appreciate you. Thank you. All right, bye. Okay, thank you. And you could hear the frustration in his voice. I wrote down a couple. He wrote, he said, abomination, the subjectivity. And just the tone of his voice, I swear to you, I was laughing a couple times because I expected him to say, go play intramurals, brother. <laughs> it's the Big 12. Like, he had such, he was so exasperated. I just wanted him to say, go play intramurals, brother. Well, you know, listen, he's not wrong. And the only thing I thought was if you put Florida State in, the argument would have been that we should not play major non-conference games. That's what Alabama would conclude, right? We're playing in the SEC. We should never play anybody but an FCS opponent or some directional school that we're going to be able to beat by 50 points. That's the only thing I thought was positive by putting the Crimson Tide in. But I can appreciate the consternation that everybody from Tallahassee and Florida State supporters would have. Yeah, you told me that people were frustrated about this uh, on the weekend or on social media, Dustin. Is that true? A lot of people with uh, quote-unquote self-proclaimed highball character were angry FSU's out. <laughs> Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. 
An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. DraftKings, download the app at $5, get $150 instantly in bonus bets when you use the promo code SHARP, S-H-A-R-P. It's a great deal, the best deal around new customers. Download the DraftKings app, 5 bucks, 150 plus. Remember, every day, all bettors, a no sweat, same game parlay. DraftKings, the crown is yours. I'm all Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher on a Monday. You know what that means coming up in about 13 minutes. Professional handicapper Steve Fezzik. He's got notes, people. He's got a lot to discuss, so looking forward to that. He continues to kill it in Circa Millions. We'll discuss that as well. Maybe some tournament strategy with professional handicapper Fezzik for the third hour. Like, love, loathe. Right now, we left off with Amal Shaw's love, and you're up. Amal, go for it. Yeah, no pun intended, but I'm going with Jordan Love, quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. I know none of us were that high on Jordan Love coming into the season. I hadn't seen enough of him to really draw a conclusion of what he would be but when you look at this Packers team and the start they got off to it was a rough one to say the least they really got out of the block slowly just two and six excuse me two and five out of the block but they've turned things around in the last five games four and one during that stretch and let's just take the last three games as a look in terms of what Jordan Love has done a 74 completions 100 uh, 74 completions against 108 passes 68 percent completion rate 857 yards and eight touchdown passes really done an impressive job and you go back even further uh, he's completing 66 percent of his passes 1374 yards 11 tds and two ints and a four and one stretch for the green bay packers and what's most impressive about that during that run the rams who are six and six the chargers who are five and seven not a great team but a good win at 23 20 and then beating the detroit lions on thanksgiving day on the road in a short week 29-22. I thought that was really the key. And then the feather in his cap this past weekend, beating the Kansas City Chiefs at home on Sunday Night Football 27-19. Hats off to Jordan Love and the turnaround that the Green Bay Packers have had, now sitting at 6-6 six and six and in a position to get into the NFC playoffs. Yeah, as far as you know, expectations, there's two people on the planet that have exceeded in an impossible spot, LeBron James and Tiger Woods. Uh, but expectations for somebody that's following not just Aaron Rodgers, but Brett Favre in the pantheon of quarterbacks in a historic place like Green Bay. Uh, Jordan Love, if he succeeds, that's pretty impressive. A lot of pressure there. That's a good one. Big guy? I also think Jordan Love deserves a lot of credit for not succeeding right away and figuring it out. Yeah, I think that's like... A true test of someone in the NFL is going to make it is if when you have to go back to the drawing board and figure out what's going wrong, can you actually fix it and apply it? I, I think that's a great also point. patience, right? Like just sitting there waiting for an opportunity for years is it can't be easy. 
No, you're absolutely right about that. But to back to Dustin's point, I think when you think about quarterbacks that have really kind of gotten out of the block slow, I don't want to say failed, but how many really turned it around to a level where you go, hey, this guy could be the starter for this team. I, I can't think of too many off the top of my head, but I'm sure there are guys along the way that have failed and then all of a sudden had some good runs. But he really looks like a guy that could be a perennial starter for a long time for the Packers. Yeah, he does. He looks he looked exceptional. He looked completely calm. And in the pocket, literally and figuratively. Okay, big guy, time for your love. All right, well. He's talking to, he's, ta- he's, whenever he does his love, you can tell he's talking to the producers because he's got, definitely got video to back it up. That's the big guy for you. Uh, I saw you talking to him. No. I was patting. Uh, well, you're going to have to pad longer because I don't know if we have what I need. Uh, my love is Tyree Kill. I think when you look at what he's done this year, you know, Tyree Kill is 1,481 yards receiving this year. That is more than every Cardinals receiver combined, Patriots, Giants, Jets, Falcons receiver combined. He has more receiving yards than those entire wide receiving cores in the NFL right now. He needs like 500 receiving yards in the final five games to be the first NFL receiver to go for 2,000. Going to take on the Titans, the Jets, the Cowboys, the Ravens, and the Bills in those. Uh, So far, when you look at what he's accomplished this year, eight games over 100 yards receiving, five over 150, averaging 123 yards per game. I think when you look at the impact he has on the Dolphins and their ability to win games and beat down opponents, there isn't a single quarterback that is having a bigger impact on their team than Tyree Kill is having on the Miami Dolphins this year. For example, last night, what's Kansas City if they still had Tyree Kill? And I also ask you, what's Miami if they didn't have Tyree Kill? He's 12 to 1 to win MVP. Brock Purdy is somehow your favorite. There's no way you can tell me Tyree Kill doesn't make a bigger impact to Miami than what Brock Purdy's doing to San Fran. Because when Brock Purdy was left to do it on his own, they lost three straight. He is my MVP right now. Tyree Kill at 12 to 1. Like that call. Good one. I like that call overall. He's had a sensational season. And Patrick, every time the one thing that stands out with him is you just see the the back of his jersey. It seems like somebody's chasing him and they just can't catch him. And by the way, I've got something coming up in my uh, loathe. And his former team is really missing him. Yeah, he's spectacular. It's a good breakdown, big guy. All right, let's get to our lows because we got Fezzik coming up. We'll get them all in. I'll make mine simple here. This 2-10 and team was garbage with your boy under center, Mac Jones. They might have been worse with Bailey Zappi. I mean, the Patriots could have moved the ball despite going against a Charger defense that was surrendering more yards per game than any other, any other team going into week 13. I don't believe they got inside the Chargers 25-yard line a single time in this game. So, again, the defense has been playing great, held the Chargers to six points. The Chargers somehow were held to six points and still covered. Covered the five and a half, which is fascinating. Uh, This is the Patriots are now the first team since 1938 to lose three straight games where they allowed 10 points or fewer. That's incredible. They stink. My loathe the Patriots. Amal, you're up. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs and Brent Veach, their general manager in their front office. And this is a team that's been to three Super Bowls and won two of them during his tenure. But they've gone with the New England Patriots motto of which is not selecting good wide receivers. Rasheed Rice out of SMU in the second round this year at 55th overall. Sky Moore, 54th out of Western Michigan in 2022. 
Cornell Powell. Yes, I know you guys remember him well out of Clemson in the fifth round. And when you look at this team going back, they didn't take anybody in 2020. Miko Hardman in the second round, 56th overall. And then Tremont Smith out of Central Arkansas. I know a household name with many, many people. These are the guys that they've tried to surround the great Patrick Mahomes with. Give him somebody. And go back to the two Super Bowls. When they won the Super Bowl against the uh, San Francisco 49ers, Mahomes threw for 268 yards. Last year, they were fortunate, but he only threw for 182 yards. The drop-off in the receiving core has had an impact. That's why this team is sitting at 8-4, and four, and they are now looking at possibly having to play Patrick Mahomes' first road game in his career in the postseason. Yeah, there was a reason even when they were winning, nobody, you take a look at the power rankings each week, it's almost like, hey, how do you disrespect the defending champ, this budding dynasty, but there's something missing. There feels like there's something off, and that is exactly... To your point, as far as the weapons there for Patrick Mahomes, it's just not existent. Big guy, you're up. You're loathe of the week. My fi- final one here is a weird one for my loathe. It is uh, New Orleans Saints fans. Uh, I don't believe in booing my own players. If you're a fan of a team, I don't understand it. It's an issue I always have had as a New York sports fan is New York loves to boo their own players. I think it's really obnoxious. Unless someone gets in trouble off the field for something you think or they have bad character or they're they're not trying, the effort's not there. But as long as a player and team is trying, I think it's insane to boo them when you know they're all going out there trying to win. It's not like they don't have contracts on the line every single year. So I think when you look at them booing Derek Carr of all people, I think you can question a lot of things about Derek Carr. Some of his decision-making, some of the way that he doesn't take risks when he should, takes risks when he shouldn't. Totally understand questioning his ability. But the one thing you're not going to question about Derek Carr is his freaking character. He's a great human being. The guy's going out there and trying to win. He's banged up, beat up, and injured. Playing Has another concussion now. And you're going to boo him every time he comes in the game? Like, you're the freaking Saints. You're better than nobody historically. You're a brutal franchise. And if you want to boo someone, boo your front office, uh, front office, because they've mismanaged the salary cap unlike anyone ever has in a salary cap sports. They're an absolute hell. They've had no way to make up for this rebuild post Drew Brees. They, uh, Sean Payton left because he saw this coming. Boo the front office for giving you Dennis freaking Allen, not for getting you Derek Carr. Can't boo that guy going in trying to win football games. Derek Carr at five and, or, or Dennis Allen at five and seven. It's the best record he's ever had at week 13. Five and seven. He's 20 and 45 overall. Only 10 head coaches in the history of the NFL have a lower winning, winning percentage. But you're going to boot Derek Carr when he goes out in the field, when he's trying to win you ball games? Get out of here, you're losers. <laughs> Your take on booing is one that I just did not see coming. You feel like a boo guy to me, like somebody that goes to games and boos. Now that I hear that you're a com- you're completely opposite, you're not a boo guy, kind of shocking. Boo the other team. You never boo your team. You never boo your... You're there to support them. What origin of booing? Either of you know? Uh, I'm going to guess the Romans and the uh, Gladiators. No, I don't know. I'm just oh. asking. Like, who's, who decided? Who decided it was derogatory to go? Boo! <laughs> Seems like a weird thing to it come up Greece. with, and all, and everybody else like, yeah, that's a good idea. I'll do it too. Physics next. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury: the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You're at a place you just discovered. And being an American Express Platinum card member with Global Dining Access by Resi helped you score tickets to quite the dining experience. Hey, chef. You're looking at something you've never seen before, much less tasted. After your first bite, you say nothing because you're speechless. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your dining experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-lunch pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies.